Today is May 6th. It is 7.30 on the nose, according to my computer. And this is episode 100, the first podcast where Vera and I talk about magic things. I don't know if we're going to call this something interesting, but... This being the podcast, or what? Yeah. Uh, You should say something for your channel so that this makes sense. So you should say something for a start to that. Okay. Um, This is Vraska's sister, but that name might change, possibly, because the channel's changing. Uh, Reason being, I'm not having a lot of fun doing it solo. You've never had fun doing (laughs) this. I've never had fun doing it solo. (laughs) That is the truth. It's been a very big challenge for me, and I've realized after doing it for almost a year now. Has it been that long? When did you start? When July. And it's May now, so it's I guess it's 10 months. So you're but still, doing it when tw- when and we moved here. Maybe it was August. Okay, nine months. What was the first about thing pregnancy. that you were talking about? Uh, Vraska, I think. The new set that was coming out. It was Vra- oh, Guilds uh, of Vraska. Yeah, okay. And that came out in October. Yeah, but they were doing spoilers, I think. Yeah, a month coming. before. So September? September. Feels like a long time. Okay. <laughs> and no project like should feel that way. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that says something alone right there. So um, this is turning into more of a podcast where we will talk about magic. This is Del. He's my husband and the person that I probably play. No, I definitely play magic with the most. <laughs> yeah. And you've been a big part of me learning and growing and getting more interested in magic. Well, I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. You've given me a lot of... Uh, constructive criticism no i've been an asshole a straight <laughs> asshole that like if you've ever heard stories about tiger wood's dad or there's probably other stories about somebody out there that i'm not saying that you're tiger woods but even like a comment like that is the exact kind of thing that i'm talking about you're cutting me off yeah <laughs> but, um, but that's not how you've been the entire time very recently you've gotten a lot better with the way that you approach the criticism or the suggestions about what I could have done better or differently or, or whatever. And for the entire time that I've been doing this channel, I haven't mentioned you maybe at all. You haven't mentioned what at all? You, my, my husband. Oh, and, and all right, 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 right. With yeah, you, it's yeah, just yeah. been this person that my I play opponent, with. My opponent or I played yeah. yesterday with somebody, yeah. Yeah, so I, I just think it's silly and I'm, I want to change it. Yeah, I think part of the reason that you did that was based off of my suggestion, which was based off of some asinine Reddit comment that we saw mm-hmm. from one of your very first videos. Somebody said, oh, you're a pretty girl, but of course she has a ring or something like that. Some yeah. nonsense. And for a while, I, I took my rings off and then I got sick of doing that. I was like, why am I, why am I even doing this? I think it's you not... were doing that because of a suggestion that I made. Like, well, oh, yeah. maybe more people pay attention to this channel because if you don't have your rings on and... Yeah. I don't know if that worked or not, but I think... That's a great example of what not to do when ever doing a thing. Yeah, if you're doing something to try and get a particular result and you don't know that it's going to get that result, like if, if you're going and you're mixing pancake batter because you want to make pancakes, that's fine. But if you're mixing pancake batter because you're hoping that your spouse smells pancakes and then remembers that time, that the last time that you had pancakes was when they did x 
you're going, oh, I'll make pancakes so that they smell and remember so that they do X. Well, good luck with that. It's not, yeah. it's not, that's not going to happen. It, well, it might, but the chances of it are very, very low. It's a very ridiculous way of being. Yeah. So uh, maybe we should go over what the channel is going to be about. Well, it's going to be about magic. Definitely, yeah. Uh, that will be the common thread for all of the conversations that we have, but in all the conversations that we have had, they've meandered all over the place, and it didn't really matter what the catalyst was. What do you mean, which ones? Just in our daily lives. We, oh, when sure. We, when we speak, yeah, 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 yeah. we can talk for hours, and conversation starts with apples and goes with the God knows where of the universe. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so they'll probably be all over the place, but... We will keep it in some way related to magic. It might start with something that happened at a magic event, or we might talk about the art, but in some way it will always tie to Magic the Gathering. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what you would call that, but that, that, that will be the central connecting theme. It might not always be the main focus of something that we talk about, but it will be in some way related to magic, mm -hmm. even if very, very loosely and far on the periphery. Yeah, but I think that'll work just fine because the entire time I've been playing Magic, I've realized, and we've talked about this a few times, many times, uh, there are a lot of parallels between Magic and real life. Yeah. And the type of player that someone might be compared with the type of person somebody might be. Like I'm, I, seeing the way that I've behaved during a particular game, have learned from those situations and those behaviors and tried to find and observe those behaviors in my waking, walking life outside of magic. Mm -hmm. And I think I've grown and, and changed a lot. I've talked about on this, that on this channel quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you were to watch somebody play even a half dozen games with their preferred deck and you were to know that this is their, their preferred archetype, you would learn a lot more from them in that same amount of time as if you were to watch them read one book. So if you watch them play six hours of magic, I think you'd learn a lot about a lot more about them than you would watching somebody read a book for six hours. Maybe even just going through life for six hours and just doing their daily things. Hmm. Possibly. Maybe depending on what it was. If it was their yeah. routine, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Who knows? But you definitely would learn plenty about them. Mm -hmm. So on that note, maybe we could, uh, I think one of the things that we suggested talking about is what we have been playing here and what, what has happened with the release of this latest expansion, War of the Spark, and what we've been doing with some of the new cards and what we have been aiming to do, and I don't know, just kind of talk about our, our position with Magic right now. Yeah, I've kept the mono blue deck, but I'm, I created something new entirely. Mm -hmm. uh, just <laughs> I wanted to play with the planeswalker a Johnny, the great hearted. You'd been so, well, you'd been mentioning things with Alinda and, and Abzan Alinda. for months. Yeah. And, and that's months. part of the reason why it's an Abzan deck. I, I oh, wanted okay. a Johnny, and then I thought, well, I also want removal. And then I thought, oh, well, I've been wanting to play with Alinda in, in a deck. I so see. I didn't realize it in. started with a Johnny. No, I, I just. I like that planeswalker. But like that's that. what that was where you got to. The, the, like, I want to start with here. That was your starting point? Mm -hmm. Okay. I was going to do see. a Selesnya thing. 
but I then see. I wanted removal. And yeah, I could do things like cleansing Nova or settle or seal away. Conclave tribunal, all sorts of prison things, realm, things, things like that. Binding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I wanted Vraska's contempt. And I know that we had the dual lands to do Abzan. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'm going to do that. Although, now that I'm thinking about it, what you've made with Alinda, it. Hmm, I was thinking of Baffling End, uh-huh. which it exiles the, the creature. Uh-huh. I think it's only a creature. Is it? I don't think it's a permanent. Yeah, I think it's a creature. Cause it that only... makes sense cause, because then it gives you a. or whatever. The when it goes away. Of that permanent, yeah. whatever it might be. A 3 3. If they sword. destroy the enchantment. They, yeah. yeah. So I was thinking that could work for you hmm. with Alinda because, okay, I'll get rid of that creature. But that's exiled. Yeah, I understand. Uh-huh. So you'd exile something that's big and scary. Yeah. And then if they get rid of the enchantment for some reason or somehow, or even you could, I suppose, like you could go into. Uh, get mortified or something. No, I was thinking more like uh, the Night of Autumn. Okay. And then just use choose the mode that destroys the enchantment. Yeah, and then and then go into and... single combat. Yeah. If, if if that I don't know that that sounds pretty all over the place, but well, the deck is kind of all over the place right now. I'm still figuring it out, but it's been working pretty well. Yeah, and I'm happy with that because I didn't look at a deck list. I just put all these cards together, yeah. and I've never done that. I mean. I don't know if I've done that before. I, I guess I did with retro you decks did... or red draft or sealed, of course. But yeah, but didn't you with one of your sacrilege decks early on? Maybe, but it was probably terrible. This one's actually solid, and I think you have in the in the year that you've been playing, or year and a few months now at this point, you've definitely learned which kind of cards are good and what kind of things that you're wanting to do. Mm-hmm. And so you definitely have an eye for, oh, that's the kind of mechanic that I want to want to capitalize on. Mm-hmm. Or I need to cover these bases. Yeah, right. I don't have any removal. Hmm, that could be a problem. Yeah, so it's definitely more of a mid-range deck, but I yeah. think it needs to be more focused than it is. I think there are too many moving pieces. It's trying to do too much. And that's part of the reason why I got rid of the Benelish Marshals. Okay. Uh, you're, you made a good point about the mana being very Very demanding. restrictive, yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I, I think there are better other things that could go in there. Now I have way too many four drops. That's my issue. Mm. Yeah, that four drop slot is massive. You need also a good way to, for... Like, if you had a way, because uh, right now you're, you're the deck kind of, I don't know that it revolves around, but it definitely has the ability to really abuse making Alinda big. But mm-hmm. to make Alinda big, mm-hmm. things have to die, mm-hmm. which is problematic. Yeah, I need to be able to sacrifice. Maybe having Vraska would be a good idea, like the four drop um, Gulfari Queen. Oh, yeah, where you can just start killing things. Yeah. But you need to be able to get those things out there. Yeah, so that's why I have, um, like, Legion's Landing, Mm -hmm. so I can get inexpensive vampires out. Um, If you can get that to flip, that'd be really good. Then you can just keep on pumping vampires out. This is part of the reason why I wanted Rite of Belsenlock. I was thinking of maybe even adding things like Call to the Feast, you know, all flashback to the black white vampire deck um, or separately migration yeah yeah yeah, that one um that new enchantment uh something of the dreadhorde is it herald of the dreadhorde it costs one black and at the beginning of each upkeep 
you lose one life and you amass one. Yeah. Um, and then I could add divine visitation and get an angel instead. <laughs> You've been on this divine visitation <laughs> kick for... Doesn't that cost six to play? Five. Five. It's three white, white. <laughs> the Dreadhorde invasion is okay with what you're doing. You just would need a way for it to die again and right, again in the prom. Or there's that priestess, I think she is. I think it's a priestess. She's a two-drop? She's a one-two. Priestess of Forgotten God? Yeah. What, do you tap you her? Pay... Yeah, Wait, you pay... Just... You tap her and then sacrifice two creatures. Yeah. Or a creature. And... I think it's two. It gives you black, black, and you gain two and draw oh, no. two or something? Your opponent loses two life. Okay. And they sacrifice a creature. That's what it is. And then you get two black. Black, what are you going to do with that mana, though? So, I guess it wouldn't be sacrificing my creature. Maybe it's target player. Hmm. Some research needs to be done. Yeah, I think a, a lot of these cards that involve sacrificing creatures or whenever a creature dies, like Judith, hmm. whenever that these cards have been spoiled, people have been saying, oh, now we just need a good sack outlet for for these creatures. Yeah. That's what they're, they're talking about, aristocrats decks. Yeah. And there just isn't anything out right now in Standard that is like an Antuco Husk or some of these other cards that have just a straight-up sacrifice a creature, colon, something happens. Yeah, the opponent loses like... life, you gain whatever, da-da-da-da. Yeah. There's just... All of them have some sort of restrictionary clause where you have to pay mana and then sacrifice or tap and then sacrifice, which Yeah, but not with Frasca, Golgari Queen. Yeah, but you can um, only do her once. You plus, it's her plus one ability. Yeah, that's a, once a turn. It's oh, not like okay. a thing where you can go, oh, I have 15 things. I go, sack, 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 yeah. sack, 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 Oh, Judith, ba, 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 ba. I went through and I found some instant and sorceries that were in black, I believe, and I could sacrifice creatures. There are new planeswalkers, black planeswalkers, where I could destroy a target creature and draw two cards. Yeah, that odd mix um, list actually might work mm -hmm. pretty well because then you can proliferate and put mm -hmm. more counters and you're drawing two cards every time you do that. Wait, you proliferate with that? You could. I'm saying you have other ways to oh. proliferate. You have plenty of ways, don't you? Or do you just have the one? Yeah, you've got two ways. I guess it's not plenty of ways, but it's two ways. you got the Watley's Rafter mm -hmm. and um, that spirit, whatever spirit. that spirit is. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it. Something um, apparition or something. And then there's a uh, massacre girl that can help destroy things, possibly. There's if they're weak enough, yeah. Bantu, Bantu. Yeah, that one I think is 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 a good idea because that one allows you to sacrifice any number of permanents. So if you get him fairly late in the game, you're like, what am I doing with ten lands? I'm not. I don't need these additional four. I'm not mm -hmm. using them at all. Go ahead, sack them, especially if they're just basics and you've got all your duels that you need out. I could Assassin's Trophy something. Oh, but it doesn't matter if those creatures are mine or not. Uh, For Alinda? Yeah. It's yeah, any yeah. creatures. Yeah, that's why I think a, the single combat is so good. Yeah. With that, that that pairing is could be really... You've done that at least once, and it was unpleasant. It's all right. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, still figuring mine out. But yours is built off of what you had them playing, right? A little bit? Yeah, kind of. I tried doing something with the release of Ravnica Allegiance, and that would... <laughs> it worked for one single game. Not even a match, just one game. 
<laughs> what was it in a match? Huh? Um, it was in a match, but I don't think it won me the match. I think okay. I lost the match. Huh. Maybe not. I don't know. But that was the only time it ever worked. I was trying to make a Transformer deck where mm. it would be aggro before sideboard, and so the opponent would go, oh, geez, okay, they've got a bunch of... It, it was white-blue. Azorius Transformer deck is what I was calling it. It's Azorius <laughs> Transformer. And so it started out very much like the Azorius aggro deck that you see kicking around like right white now. White meanie, basically. Yeah, white meanie with some <laughs> four blue cards or mm -hmm. whatever, deputy of detention, a couple counter spells. And so that was the idea, is make that the the starting point and then put add in a few more lands because the, the problem with the going from aggro to control is that the difference in lands is not insignificant. Mm -hmm. So I think I had 21 or 22 in the aggro version and then three or four in the sideboard. <laughs> so I would put those lands in along, I put the whole sideboard in and take out 15 cards. And I would put in things like treasure map, uh, angel of grace that's got that flash, it, it flashes in. Um, I already said treasure map, some some wipes, cleansing Nova, settle the wreckage, de depose, deploy, warrant warden. I think that was about it. And so take out a bunch of these weenie creatures Put in all the slower stuff, and then my opponent, since they've sideboarded for an, an aggro deck, they're sitting there with all this removal in their hand, and they're just going, what is happening here? Why isn't anything being played? I guess they've, he's just got really unlucky. He's got a treasure map now? Which is exactly what happened. <laughs> what? Okay, you've got treasure map. Fine. I guess that doesn't matter. I, mean, I don't know what you're doing with that in an aggro deck. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then win because I've surprised them and they have no idea what they're facing now but that that element of surprise doesn't it, it weakened the deck <laughs> too much oh. so that was not a productive game plan it didn't it didn't work out so so hot didn't sound it and so I've been wanting to have an Azorius deck for months now that wasn't the Azorius in almost name only. Just it's only Azorius because it's got some blue cards in it. it it's, the white weenie deck? Yeah. Okay. It's okay. It's just, it's too linear. Yeah, but you're one of those people. I'm sorry. I'm one of those people what? Or at least you've told me many times that you like to have the right idea about a deck. Like the feel <laughs> of the deck yeah. is more important to you than how... It's like, not then what more cards important. are in it? No, it, it like, can it there <laughs> it has some weight. There are certain cards that you refuse to put in your deck, I even had. though they were better. Yeah. Because they were I don't know what it was, dinosaurs or something. Yeah, I refused to put that Adanto Vanguard in my deck. That's right. Because it just I, I couldn't stand I don't like the art on it and it didn't fit what I was what I was the, the feel of the deck that I was trying to go for. Mm-hmm. That's the only ver the only card that I just straight up did not put in there. Mm -hmm. um, Sky Marcher, I was very reluctant on putting in for a while, mm -hmm. and I tried doing um, uh, Knight of Grace for a while instead of it. But it being double the cost just made it that deck too slow, and that deck is trying to just dump as much as it can out there, and having a two drop when you can put two things with a two drop and then on turn three you're putting a, a convoking a, a loxodon out there mm. is a hell of a lot better 
I mean, I guess you could convoke a Loxodon out there on turn three, but it's only on two creatures that are getting the counters as opposed mm. to, so it's just, it's not as great. What? That makes me think I need to tweak my deck a little. I had suggested that Loxodon. Well, no, no, no. That's not what I'm thinking. Oh. I know you did. And, and the other Loxodon from this most recent Yeah, I, I don't, but, not for the, your deck. I was just thinking in the white, white weenie deck that might work. I don't know. Then I might test it out. But I was just thinking I could have a bunch of one drops, like put healer's hawks in my deck. Mm-hmm. and be able to play maybe two of those on turn two okay. after having Allegiance Landing turn one and then be able to attack on turn three with three creatures. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what that whole deck, the white deck does right now. That's the whole game plan is trying to get that. That, that card, Legion's Landing flipped, will win you games against control mm-hmm. because you just pump out a, a little creature every turn. And there's no stopping it. And well, they have to use removal after removal, and then they just run out of removal. I was in a, a couple of games, or I've been in games, where my opponent had to use board wipes to get rid of this 1-1, one, one, and that's mm-hmm. all it is. It's just, but, but they're down, I, I've done so much damage to that point where they're at five or less health, and so this 1-1 one, one is, a, is a big deal. And so like, oh, I settled the wreckage on your 1-1 one, one token, but I don't think... Unless you have some stuff in your deck right now that is really questionable, I don't know if putting Healer Hawks in there is the best idea. You want your one drops to be really impactful, and Healer's Hawk is fine, but it's not. I think the Bodyguard is is hell of a lot better because hmm. you can use it to pre- protect Alinda or other hmm. things you've got in there. Yeah, that's just. A, I think that would be going towards a different type of deck. That'd be more to, like the uh, more aggro. Yeah, like the Selesnia Tokens deck. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so but what are you doing with yours now? Yeah, well, I, I've been trying. What's what I've been trying to do for a while now is I want Az- the colors Azorius. I want those colors. I don't want anything but those colors, mm-hmm. and I want it to be. I don't know what to call it. I, I guess Super a mid-range, sneaky. huh? Super sneaky. Not sneaky. No, that's it's that's not it. I want it to be. I want it to win on tight margins. I don't like the aggro style play where it's just, here's my hand, and, and I win within four turns because I just dumped 20 damage on in you, in your you face. Or you don't win at all. Or you just don't win. <laughs> There's, if, if red, mono red, or the mono white decks get shut down, if they do, like you don't get that Legion's Landing flipped, mm-hmm. or it gets removed. Mm-hmm. There's basically no way that you're coming back against a control deck. They'll just... They, they'll just lock it down at that point and you're just you're basically done you'll have two cards there's no cards in your in your deck that give you card draw and even if you were to move some into it those are probably going to get countered at that point and you're just okay you're just dead in the water and then they ult to fairy or do something else and, and just win but you could play that white saga that destroys all lands okay <laughs> And mine. It puts you back in the game. But it destroys but I think, mine I think chapter well. 3, it returns to land. So if you're playing White Weenie, you could recover a lot better than a control deck could. I still am not drawing anything I, I need to draw. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pulling a commander right I think now. there's a reason we haven't seen the Fall of Thrawn in any decks. Yeah, there's a good I've reason. I've never seen <laughs> that play. It's probably in a commander deck somewhere. Probably so, but that doesn't mean it's a good card. Being in Commander doesn't mean anything other than than some people that like 
daydreaming about the endless possibilities of what their deck might do if they got the perfect combinations oh, of 25 but, but. if only I get these 25 cards get this and then I get this anyway yeah if commander so. was more like what brawl is I might be interested in playing it as in it's a 60 card deck but brawl just doesn't have any sort of fan base worth talking about nobody plays that yeah but I don't want to go down that path okay um, fine I think what you need is to figure out what you want to do with your deck. I want to. I told you, I want to win on tight margins. Okay. How do you do that practically? I think the way that I have been, I'm going to play it and see how it goes and see what holes it has. Right now, the game plan is... It, it doesn't have some sort of big finisher. It's a mid-range deck that is trying to do... Just handle the 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 most problematic threats as it can mm -hmm. and then win with the the damage that it can get in either with Gideon black blade with the black blade yep I've, I've got two <laughs> black blades in there that I've thrown him but I've also put it on a thopter and that's pretty yeah. disgusting as well get a at minimum it's a seven seven thopter. What about Danitha no? It's an eight in there. eight eight Would thopter. Does that make any sense, or is that going to aggro? Danitha does make a lot of sense because she's also lifelink, and equipping things costs two less, so it costs one to equip her with that. So you can go turn two, uh, black blade, turn three, Danitha, turn four, pay one to equip her, and then do other things as well. It would also make it less expensive to equip Gideon with the Black Blade, but then you'd have to keep equipping it. Yeah, and my problem is the three drop slot right now. I've got Gideon, Black Blade, Dovin, mm. uh, oh, Dovin, Hand of Justice, Danitha's another three drop. I've got Deputy of Detention, so mm. I don't know. I've got Teferi, Time Raveler in there. I've got one of him. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you need Hero of Dominaria. Hero of Dominaria? Oh, I'm not spending $40 on that. Especially when he's rotating out at the end of the year. Yeah. If he drops to 30 I'd be considered. I'd, I would consider it. Hmm. I would be considered. <laughs> I would be considered what? I don't know. How important? I don't know. You must be. I, I just... It, that's a great card. It's just... Yeah. That's, that is definitely a control card. Yeah. And... and there's a win condition, though. Yeah, but I have I have so much animosity for playing against that card. It is mm. just so it's it is the unfun the card. The new Teferi is problematic, but if you negative him, mm -hmm. he's only got one. Mm -hmm. So basically, any creature will be able to remove him. So he does his thing. The, the problem with t the, the other t the Hero of Dominaria is he draws you a card and then he untaps your land so you're able to do all sorts of shenanigans with him and protect him. God, how do I get rid of him? Oh, you don't, usually. Sometimes you do. It's like a 50-50, I'd say, in, in, in my cases, when I'm up against him, hmm. of, of being able to get rid of him. It, it, maybe, maybe a little bit better. Maybe 60-40 leading towards I, I do get rid of him. But in the deck where it's he's... The biggest problem is the decks where you can't really be a you it's it's the investment on getting rid of him is is a turn that you're having to take off to attack your opponent or that you're not able to attack your opponent it's just obnoxious it's not fun mm -mm. unfun the card yeah unfun the card
Yeah, so we're trying to figure our decks out at the moment. And also figure out the direction for this podcast. We don't know exactly what we're doing. This is the first time, and we're right now I'm setting a timer again because we forgot to do that. Because the camera that we have is a flaming piece of... It's 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 dog shit is what it is, and it overheats. <laughs> I don't think we have a rant about the camera right now. It's it's a it's a pain in our in our butts. Yeah. It has caused us probably a, a minimum no less than three hours of frustration. Oh yeah, easily. That's that's yeah. way conservative. Yeah. It's like one percent of the frustration that it's actually caused. <laughs> I don't know about one percent. Three hundred hours. I don't, I don't, that's, no, <laughs> not 300 hours. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but we're figuring it out, this kind of, like, magic and life and everything that we're probably going to be talking about. Yeah, I don't know any particular main topics besides magic, but I guess um, one thing I would be interested in that I haven't seen anybody else do is like a married couple's take on magic but also on their kind of trials and tribulations as a couple what what problems like when we started to get into that at the very beginning and i think that if i were watching this podcast this podcast so i'd say you remember what we were talking about yeah yeah yeah. i just i wasn't sure where you were on the timeline like if it was the very beginning of us playing magic the beginning of our relationship Back before the Big Bang. Curse of knowledge. <laughs> the beginning of this podcast. I'd say that was the first five-ish minutes huh. was the most interesting part of this. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Because Cause I, it's I, new and exciting. No, because we're talking about things that are personal and things that matter and things that somebody could learn from. Yeah. The rest of this has just been two idiots' opinion. <laughs> Like honestly, we don't know dick all. Of course we like, don't. If you want to, if you if you're coming to this channel to learn about the game of magic and trying to get better, you're wasting your time. We should have started off with that. We should have started, <laughs> like, don't come because you're looking for tips on what the okay, hot new deck tech is. We're beginning. not gonna no give problem. you any hot tips on what no. your deck tech tech is and no. what you should be first picking. Go to Saffron Olive for that. Or LSB or basically anybody else that's making videos that get more than 10,000 views. That that's a probably a good bet or any of those grading things. They'll have a a, a more nuanced and commanding opinion on these things. We're we're just a couple of people that play magic casually. Yeah, but I guess it is, yes, it is casually, but we're on the higher end of casual. Mm. And I'm only <laughs> saying that because of, based off of what the, the survey questions that Wizards of the Coast asked, mm. it's, it, they'll ask you, it's like, have you ever played Magic oh, the Gathering? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have you played in the last 10 years? Mm. Yes. <laughs> Do you play more than once every six months? Yes. That's, that, that's I, the, the most. Like, I, I've taken the survey and okay, it's not that's, quite that extreme, but I know what you're saying. It's pretty extreme. It's it's like the past three to six months. Yeah. That, yeah, okay. It's not like, do you play at least once a week? Yeah. Like, there's no and answer. It's like, every yeah. Night. Like, do, do you don't, you don't want to know that demographic? No. They don't care about the, the 
They're not there's, trying to appeal to the diehards. No. I guess not. I guess I guess they're thinking if you were already playing at least once a week, then mm. what the hell? We're, we, we already care. did. We, we we did our work. Yeah. You're already enfranchised players that are. You're in. Mm-hmm. You're in deep. You're yeah. you're coming back to the crack so, house. So we're rolling in down that your group. window every week. <laughs> Jeez, what was it? I was I was listening to something where they're talking about a drug dealer. They're talking about a drug dealer, and this person was going with. The other person to get drugs. It was a podcast. Joe Rogan with um, Eddie Izzard. Pretty sure that was just on, and you were just listening to that. And the and the person goes with the the other person to the drug get drugs, and the drug people come out and go, take him, get out of here. No, we don't want I'm you wrong. here. It was Duncan Trussell. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, get out of here, you crackhead. We don't want you here. And they throw the drugs in the car, and then the guy's like, ah, and driving off. But they, he got the drugs anyway. What? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And his description of what crack smells like, like microwave adult diaper diarrhea. I don't know. So I didn't think that our podcast would go into raunchy territory, and I didn't see how it would. And, and then first and episode. Here it is. That's how it happens. And there was no That's need for happened. it. There, there wasn't. You just went on. I didn't. A little, I a didn't tangent. mean to. That's how it happens. I usually don't go on tangents, so that's <laughs> what? That's, that's rare. All right. If anyone listens to his podcast on the rig, they will know that's not true. Yeah, that's what I. That's what the podcast is. Me. Just on drugs. Going. Yeah. With your thoughts and mind. Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on before we, we before we wrap this up? Where are we at on time here? Okay, good. Yeah, we've got about four minutes if we need them, if that. I don't know. Um, I don't know. This will be kind of all over the place. I think that's very clear at this point. Yeah. I just hope that it's interesting. Yeah, at the very least, I want this to be something that we are entertained with. I mean, that's the whole point or the number one goal that I've had behind my podcast is mm-hmm. to make something that is that makes sense to me. Yeah. Not only that, but I want to be able to learn from it. Yeah. So, I guess this entire time, I've been kind of forcing myself to look back at the camera, and I feel like you've hardly looked at the camera. I don't care so, to look at the camera. But what's the point of filming it if... What do you mean? Like, when you... Joe Rogan, he's not looking at his camera. Never looks at the camera. That's true. Like, maybe once ever have I seen him look at the camera, kind of break the fourth wall. I'm here to talk to you. I'm not here to... We're letting the audience listen. Hmm. And it's... We're, we're privileging them with the the ability to hear us talk about these things. But I don't... I'm not. I'm not... I think it makes it a much more interesting conversation if we're talking to each other. Yeah. We're aware of them. Yeah, fine. But as opposed to like, hey guys, here we are, Del and Vera, going to talk about cards, but we don't know dick all about cards, so this will be super exciting. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't know what that is, but I don't want to do that. Make that, that's like news anchor things like, hey Vera, did you hear about the big game tonight? I'm done with that. Back to you, Bob, and whatever you're doing. Oh, look at him. He's picking his nose again. Yeah, so we'll figure it out. Probably make another one when we find a subject. 
Yeah, I was thinking to try and make one a minimum of two a month. Hmm. That's a big goal. I, I think once every other week is totally fine. But if we have things to talk about and if we just start pumping these things out, I'm fine with that as well. Like if if we have something to talk about and we go, oh, hey, let's switch on the camera. Like it's not hard to set up once we get over the, the it, it's a pain in the butt. But <laughs> it's, I'm but saying it's, it's not, not difficult. It's not like, oh, we yeah. have to go to the studio yeah. and, and talk it's to the guard and we have to drive there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more or less, it takes five minutes build or whatever. Build a fortress yeah. and hope that it stands. Um, <laughs> that might not make sense to anybody watching this, but. We could take a picture and show you our our Bojangled setup here. Um, But yeah, keeping things about magic. And then what I was saying before I went on to that that little tangent is if you want to watch videos about draft picks or whatever, people are, they'll go somewhere else. But if you want to hear a couple, a married couple's take on magic and how it has had an impact on their life and, and how it has impacted their life, then... As far as I know, this is the only place that you're going to get that. I, I don't know of any other channels where it's a married couple talking about yeah, I haven't about done a magic. whole lot of digging. <laughs> yeah. But I, it seems kind of rare, and I could be wrong about this, for married couples to have a shared hobby. Yeah, and I and the one thing that I hear from a lot of people is, oh, no, my wife's not all that interested in that, yeah. or she wouldn't care to, or you're doing marriage wrong if I hear that you don't have a shared interest, like I understand you having separate hobbies, but if you don't have something that you do together, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, like, but that's, that's your... your opinion. I mean, who knows? Who knows? There are we a lot can, of different types maybe we of can say that for, for number two, but it is an opinion that you're going to have me uh, have a really yeah. hard time dissuading you from. Yeah, for me personally, that would be a very difficult relationship to be in. I just don't it's see what the possible. point yeah. is. It's not my it, goal. As a human being in this life, like I only have so many years, and I would rather share that with somebody doing a thing that we both enjoy, than doing our at own. At least one thing. Like, yeah. This way. I'm just saying one thing. Yeah. And if if it's oh no, like I understand it in a situation where you're you're Meghan Merkel and your and your husband is Prince Harry or Henry or whatever. Okay, that's but that's not you. You're not. They're not watching this channel right now. I promise you, they're not. And if they are, fine. I was wrong one time. For everybody else, I'm not wrong. Oh, we should probably, <laughs> we should probably end on and that. And so, for basically everybody else, <laughs> you should probably have something that you can talk about and some sort of shared interest. But yeah, that's the hope. That's the. We'll talk about that kind of stuff in, in coming podcasts. So much more. Yeah, yeah. hot dog. All right. <laughs> I love you. Goodbye. Bye.